Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another week of CLCI Live. Uh, today we are talking about, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anthony, do you? Uh, You're a liar. No, that's that's what we're we're talking about. What happens know. if you're a coach and you're coaching someone, and your client says, "I don't know." What? Tell the truth. And then you, as a coach, don't know what to do. And then you've got two people in a room who don't know what to do next, and everything derails, and you quit coaching for the rest of your life. And <laughs> that's the problem. Oh my gosh, that went south rather fast. <laughs> that's why it's important for our listeners to watch this episode and to find out what to do when a client says, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's So that's what we, as people come in and, and check us out, um, I'm going uh, to duck out for a moment. I'll be right back. Have fun, right. guys. Goodbye. <laughs> so what yeah. do you think I don't know means when a client says I don't know? I think don't being think, a little, what does it mean? No, it's kidding. It means I know that it means that they're being lazy and ah, lazy. Um, well, you know, like after sometimes after a long day of work and maybe fighting with your spouse or your kids getting in your hair or your boss, you know, jamming work down your throat, you just don't want to think <laughs> But you have you have a, a session with your coach at the end of a day, and you're just like, ah, oh, okay, I guess I'll go to this because I'm holding myself responsible. I'll go to this coaching session, and your coach just keeps asking you these insightful questions, and you just your brain's not there. I'm not sure we should let Anthony talk. I'm like, yeah, down the negative Nelly path. I'm just giving one example. I'm just giving one example of what could happen to a client who's had a very long day and their brain is just not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And if you ask them a very either open-ended question or detailed question, sometimes the answer is, I don't know. They, their brain just doesn't want to think of an answer, even though there probably is an answer. Well, and that's something we, so, so like this can happen on several levels, right? And several, it can happen. Um, I, I experienced this recently, actually. So one of the things we have to deal with as a coach or we do as coaches is we go, okay, let's set a session contract. What do you want to work on today? And I had um, a client say, what uh, she didn't say i don't know she just did not know <laughs> um so she just sort of was like dancing around and couldn't settle on it and couldn't settle on how to do it and what it would look like and um and it was probably one of the more difficult situations i've managed uh, we did figure it out but it was definitely uh, never have i spent the first 10 minutes of a session trying to nail down that session contract. And it was because she didn't know. Um, I did another short little session this weekend and the first, I don't know, again came up. So this is a common, common thing. These, I don't know is um, my response in the just straight, I don't know is tell me more about what you don't know. Uh, typically. Um, um, that's Sharon a. Malloy saying it's an opportunity to ask more questions. 
Agreed. Absolutely. That's the, it's a chance to go deeper, right? That's a a forward, more positive way of tackling that uh, scenario. And James says, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. The idea of not knowing is, is not a bad thing. It is a a place where, like Sharon's saying, it's a place where we go, well, what if you did know? What, what pieces do you know about it? What pieces do you know need, you need to get doing the opposite concept as well? I just don't know. It stays stuck there. It's non-commitment. So what else is going on, right? What, what else, share with me what else is going on right now for you? I'm just frustrated. You'll you'll get different word choices on where they are in that moment. Go ahead. I can't hear you, Brooke. Brooke. To do a little example of this, maybe. And so we we're going to see if Kyle Kyle wants to get coached and and maybe coached on something that you need clarity on. <laughs> Jerome, who's not joining us. Oh, look at Jerome. Chat, says, <gasps> I don't know. Means ask me that question again. It could be. It could certainly be that. It can. Now, we ha- do we have to be cautious about pushing our clients, though, if they're really stuck in that I don't know space? I would say I call it poking the bear. We've had that conversation before. Don't do it, Kyle. <laughs> I've, we've had that conversation where I call don't poke the bear. If a client tells you, no, I don't want to go there, then don't go there. Um, inevitably, if it's a place that they really want to have Um, a discussion around, they will circle back in some fashion based on how they answer the questions. And and they'll be amazed that they got there. But at the same time, it is something they want to cover. So I say, no, don't poke the bear. But I want (laughs) to. I think it's something out of out of fear of they may have never been asked a question like this or the opportunity to think about themselves. And so out of a little bit of a fear, their response is, I don't know. They've, I've never talked about this. Well, that's oh, no. Yeah. Amazing point, by the way. Um, yeah. Absolutely. It's a fear thing. I mean, it can very much be. It's like, a, I've gotten in trouble for going down this. I'm nervous to talk about this. I have insecurities here. Somebody at some point has told me that I should not go down this path. Um, and so the, the default response is, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then you, it, then it's about giving them the space to f- realize it's trust. They, they can trust the area, the space that they are in, and, and open up in that regard without a right. doubt. Right, right. Um, uh, now, I we can we'll, we'll we'll give Kyle a break for a moment. <laughs> Only for a moment, Kyle. As a, as a marketer, there's another way that a client can say, "I don't know," that I think a lot of coaches are terrified of, and that is before you even start coaching, like this is a a prospect, this is a lead, this is somebody that could be your client. Maybe you've done a a discovery call or a clarity call with, and now you're at the end of the call and the client says, well, well, I don't know if I want to coach with you. What do you do with that? Oh yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. That's why why you're never going to amount to anything. (laughs) (laughs) If a a, a client doesn't want to work with me that's nothing about me it, it, I mean I can do a self-check of course did I do what I was supposed to did I stay in my line of what it means to be a coach um, could I have done things differently better interacted in a way that um, worked with the client better so those self-checks you can always do 
But at the end of the day, if a client doesn't want to work, it's not about you. It's about the direction that they want to go in. Um, if, if, if that is, I don't know a no, should I like take that as a, that's a, that's a definite hard and fast. No. Um, I think in terms of business, no, but in like my social life, when people say, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, that's a no. (laughs) It also sounds sounds like you got to go off the tone and the soul of the person. If they sternly say no, then you know, that's a boundary. What does solar mean? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't go down the actual each acting, but watching somebody's body movement and yeah. you know, yeah. how they are portraying themselves. Are they leaning in? And it's a part of the coach to be mindful of that. And I think if somebody said like, you know, you could see them then that they were about to say something and then they thought maybe an insecurity popped in and said, ah, no, 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 no. So, so that might you- be saying, hey, you know, I, I saw something you want to tell me more. I'm here. To, you can open it or or it might just be no that's the border. Stop there. Right. And we don't want to be selling. I mean, you know, like that hardcore sale. Well, let's turn that no around to it. Yeah. Right. So we're not going to do that either. We can be a, a, a car salesman. I mean, that's what Anthony was doing before he got here. And that's why he's in the car at the right now. So <laughs> I didn't know if I should be in this car or not. And I decided that I should. Um, um, uh, Victoria Polka asks, how did you all find clients when you first started? They found me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the truth. I, and I didn't do a discovery call. Like a lot of coaches like to do that discovery call. That to me is more about a coach trying to understand what direction they're going with a couple. I mean, a couple, um, uh, a client, there's the word. <laughs> Being that I'm a couples coach, I already know in essence what direction I was going and strictly on Google, I, um, to get started, I put money into Google paid ads and that's how I got it going. What kept it going uh, um, was of course the referrals. I stopped advertising oh, about three years. Well now probably four years ago because I knew I was gonna make this move. And so I wanted to shut that down before knowing whether or not I wanted to open this up. So that word of mouth kept me going with my clients for several years. So that's what really um, made it beneficial. Once you get going and you build your practice, that's the piece that you have to supply it. You have to find the clients and, but to keep them, to keep them coming back, that's all about your coaching skill, which is what we're talking about here. I don't know which every client will have. That's periodically why the referral is very important in that. I mean, in that regard, as far as, as that, you know, once it gets going and everything. Um, I think it might be helpful to, to reverse the question instead of asking, how do I find clients? Maybe how do clients find me? Well, yes, absolutely. this is, I mean, we could go, we could go down a serious rabbit hole. Yeah. This but, is I mean, we're, we're doing it right now by putting ourselves out on for the world to see, on our live, people can view us at any time and they find us through the various means we put ourselves out on social media in the world. Um, so think about ways you can make well, yourself more noticeable. About, 
yeah, where your clients are, though, you want to make sure that, you know, whoever your client is, that's where you're putting yourself. And that's why it's so very important to know who your client is. We could go again. This could turn very quickly into uh, not this topic, especially given that uh, this is what uh, myself and Anthony do on a day to day basis, um, trying to uh, figure out how to get people found by uh, coaches. So uh, or to find coaches, I had Brooke, a new Brooke, could I do this? Um, if I'm a new coach, can I just put in my marketing and my web page? I don't accept clients who don't know. Would that solve the oh, issue? Well, you could. I only, I only accept clients who know what they want, but they so, need a partner helping. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's going to be divisive, and you want to do that. I mean, that does a thing where you've got that sort of like I only I that that's that it gives you that sort of sense of um, uh, inclusiveness, but it's the opposite. Sure. Inclusivity is what that does. Um, Are you good enough to work with me? Uh, You only are if X, Y, and Z. And you're sort of doing that in that moment. Um, Which is also, I mean, it's not a bad approach for a coach either, because as coaches, we, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about when we were talking about this, this concept of if a client comes in and they don't know what that contract is, they don't know um, what they want to work on. If they have, if, the, if, if that answer is truly like nothing or I don't have anything, you, you shouldn't have a session really, right? You should be like, well, okay, well then when come back when you've got something you want to work on with me. And that's okay to do that. Oh, okay. this brings you back to something I, because um, we were talking about in the intake session, what if a client, a potential client says, oh, I don't know if I should do coaching. Um, if it's a common occurrence where you keep on getting people on the edge of, maybe trying to coach with you, maybe there's something about how you market or advertise yourselves or present yourself that maybe needs um, working on. But I was also going to ask Brooke, maybe there could be a freebie that you give to people like, okay, well, here's a freebie or this homework thing to work on. You can use this tool, you know, on your free time. And if you find it useful, great. But I would suggest that the freebie answer their questions but also create more questions no that's what i mean that is what that is what the life wheel is that is actually what tony robbins is probably one of the he does this probably better than most uh, people in this world out there is well because literally the way his marketing works is he um that you go in you fill out a for a questionnaire that questionnaire depending on how you answer that it then sorts you into what your issue is what the single greatest thing you want to work on and then you're put down that marketing pipeline that only speaks to that issue, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, that, that, but what, what does he do by virtue of putting out this thing where you ask people, where am I, where am I happiest? Where am I saddest? Where am I most fulfilled? Where is life good? Where does life suck? It really, what that does is highlights for me, the client, oh man, I really need to work in this area. This is what I could work on my coach with. Oh, I, you know, I could find balance here. This is a great thing for you. So by giving out that kind of freebie before you, you have them come to, to your office, even um, what that does is sort of, it creates a reason and a return on investment for you, the coach, before they even walk through your door. Which is why a lot of coaches, executive and otherwise use different assessments because Mm -hmm. you come in, you take an assessment. There's, there's the disc that I was mentioning in private to us before there's the Myers Briggs on down the litany of different um, coaching tools to business tools, the 360 and the 1010s and all of those tools. That's a place where, where you, you launch a conversation around. 
I just had a whole bunch of words thrown at me. I have no idea what any of them mean. <laughs> <laughs> like 360s and discs. They're all assessments. They're all different assessments. And that's what a lot of coaches like to do. I don't use any of the assessments because um, now I have a dog barking. I think I need to be quiet. <laughs> one, of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest things though, is that that's sort of the difference. The reason why they're used in a team coaching environment, that executive coaching environment typically is because typically it's not that we are, um, we are, assessing one just one person with those assessments in the team environment you're assessing the team and seeing where your strengths are as a team where your weaknesses are a team as a team and how to move people throughout the business so that the business can then be more productive and and accomplish goals in a more uh i guess efficient manner so that's a, a one of the ways that those come in in that environment you can do it absolutely for a person an individual as well though well even as a couple john gottman has his own assessments that he provides with when he works with couples so they do they serve a purpose it's a place to launch from ask questions about and go from that have we abandoned i don't know i think (laughs) i don't know i tried to pull it back help our clients know though these are the, like to start to know but but so like what i really love to do though is sort of do an example of this and I, what i can do is i can if you somebody wants to ask me i can give you an example of um what happened over the weekend with a client um and i could just be that client for a moment and see how you guys handle it right. and just start from the beginning because that's what we started with this in the beginning so i asked her what are you here for etc so Brooke, what brings you to my car today for a coaching session? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to give you almost, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm having trouble. I'd like to be more motivated. You'd like to be more motivated. Um, motivated in general or more motivated towards a certain sort of goal? Uh, I'm, uh, I, I guess motivated in general. Just motivated in general. <laughs> Is it a lack of... Mm. Oh, you're not coach. No. You almost didn't coach. <laughs> I didn't catch myself. Yeah, that's a leading I'm not, question, right? I'm not. I'm not gonna go down that route. Yeah. I'm gonna. Let's rewind time. <laughs> Are you here to define it? What is she talking about? Well, that's because the, the two questions to start a session are: what are, what have you, what have I brought here you here for? And then, how will you know when you have accomplished? Jerome said, "Ha ha, no." Not <laughs> any backseat coaching, Jerome. If you're not here. <laughs> um, but, but that was that was my trouble. Mean, like the the how will you know when you've accomplished it? And closed end questions. Good call. Yeah. Okay, so let's open this up. That, thank you, everybody in the comments, helping me out. <laughs> let's let's step back um how do you define motivation or what does motivation look like to you there you go oh well uh motivation looks like um getting up every day and and uh, feeling energy to start my day and to go through it and to just be excited about the things i have to do have you experienced that sort of feeling of ener- being energized in the past before? Yeah, I have. And, and what has what what are some past examples that sort of brought you to that point? Or okay, you're what- stacking questions. Slow No stacking questions. 
Okay, I'm, so I'm, just a stacker. I'm a question stacker. I'm trying to be better about it. I'm being I'm being coached as I am coaching. So yeah, this now. is like this is this is this is meta coaching. I just want to jump in and coach Lisa. This is good because they get mm -hmm. to see where all this comes from. So think about what she said so far. Just recap it. What has she said so far? So you have felt moments in the past where you've gotten up, woken up, felt energized throughout today and ready to tackle your agenda or your list or whatever you have planned. What about those times in those past made you feel motivated? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so what she has said that she wants to be motivated she has said that she likes how it feels she said how she's felt it before what does she want to get from today's session and how will she know are you asking me no i'm helping you <laughs> oh, okay. I, thought, I thought that was a question for brooke <laughs> No, no, no. I'm helping Anthony. Mm -hmm. So one question at a time. Breathe through it. Be quiet longer. Don't worry about the questions. Mm -hmm. They'll come. Good job. Good job. So the, the feelings of motivation and being energized, what are some things that can be done now to help bring those feelings to you presently? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> well, what are some things that... So wait, before we move on, I'd like to address this. Anything happens the night before. So this is feeding, though, technically. Technically, because by, by virtue of bringing up the night before that it's different, right? Mm -hmm. is, is that Would that be feeding? I, mean, I think we. I would be assuming in that case that... So yeah, we don't know enough at this point, and she hasn't given us anything about the night before concept necessarily. So it is simply keeping it simple. What if you did know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, all right. What if what if you did know what being motivated? Um, that what uh, things motivate you? What if I did know what? Uh, I, I I would know. <laughs> <laughs> and how do, you, how do you know so you, you just keep following her how do you know and how do you know that um well like i said i'd be i'd be excited about my day i'd be getting up i'd be ready to do things i, I would have energy i'm sort of pepping my step and i'd be i'd be I would be motivated to, 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 to do the day-to-day -day stuff about life and, and at the moment i'm just not feeling very motivated are there things in your life that demotivate you or take away the pep from your step? Because what it sounds like is that you've experienced ooh, that. Ooh, oh, oh, no, see, just stop yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you had a very hard time with this, Brooke. Well, no, but it's, you don't, because you're feeding, you're, yeah, it can be difficult, right? But you're feeding, you want to feed them answers. You want to help them, but okay. you, you just have to sit in, in that silence and just let in them. In Anthony's defense, he knows you pretty well. 
but I could stay quiet. I mean, I just, yeah. well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pulling from genuine. Like I, this is a real, yeah, yeah. I'm making this up right now. I might be yeah. making your life a little more difficult, but <laughs> for the point of this, <laughs> uh, Kyle, do you want to try? We're going to give Anthony a break. <laughs> Anthony, I'll be the, I'll be the quiet. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me think of a, a better way to phrase okay. this. So as you continue on your day, we're imagining the the motivated Brooke and the motivated day. What are some other things that happen in your day that feed into this motivation? Well, my day hasn't really started yet. Like, I mean, I want to be motivated when I get out of bed. Like, <laughs> I want to be motivated or like I want to wake up with that pep in my step if I can. I mean, okay, there might be some things I can do to make sure that I get the pep in my step. That, that... Now you're helping me too much, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing me too many bones now. Well, no. No, <laughs> the client's going to do that too. No, but that's a, you yeah. know, they will. The, the client will throw you. They will, for the most part, they'll be talking the whole time. And that's what you, you give them the silence because they'll go, oh, I don't know. And then if you sit in that space, they'll it'll start to click. Boom, boom. And if you just sit quiet, the, the pieces will start to connect together. And then they'll go, oh, wait. Well, there probably is something I can do before I get up, like when I get up to help me be more motivated, you know, I find out, I think I'm more motivated if I wake up and meditate. And if I, if I give myself the time to work out and I haven't been doing that lately. Um, so that, that would probably help a great deal with my level of motivation throughout my and day. I, I see what my problem was in the realm of questioning. I think I was assuming that there were blocks there when there probably may not have been. Um, and I was creating Problems when there might not have been problems. Yep, and that's the inserting your, yeah, exactly. Because it can be very simple. That's why you just got to just be curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, you want me to coach you? Can I coach Kyle? Uh, I've been trying to coach Kyle for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> and to people in the comments, I'm sorry if I'm infuriating you. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we have some great ones. Sue Bull said, what brings you pep in your step? Laura Wynn, or Laurie Wynn said, are there things you've eliminated as a... Uh, as the reason for this change, like, nope, I still drink some. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so, so all of this means you've just got to slow down as a coach. There's, mm -hmm. there is no need to rush through this experience. There is just slow this roll down, go with what your client is saying, reflect what she's saying and ask the question that she just gave you permission to ask. I say she because we were talking about Brooke and she's given you lots of permission there. What mm -hmm. happened is, is the analytical brain gets in the way. Mm -hmm. I'm very analytical. And wants to fix it and wants to help you solve this because that's how we have as a society become built into this. I mean, back, back in the day when we had to run from animals, we had to instantly fix a situation. <laughs> so we didn't get gobbled up. Right. So in this, you're doing what's natural. So it becomes unnatural <laughs> in the beginning. You know well, it's true. I mean, one of the yeah. topics we'll be talking about in a couple of weeks here, probably maybe next week, is something I learned very, very just just the other day that that we as coaches can't praise, uh, you know, really. And I'm like, whoa, that's going to be so hard for me. Uh, so we're going to go through this. I mean, that'll be a really cool topic to do. By the way, um, the these topics brought to you by Brooke being mentor coached. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so Kyle, are you ready? Ready. 
There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello, oh. Kyle. Good to see you. Welcome. Hi. Jerome says he doesn't see a seatbelt on me. Oh, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> yeah. um, Kyle, what brings you in today? What would you like to work on today? Um, let's see. I am looking to move soon. And so with all the stress of any move, that's what I'm here to talk about, to just um, relieve the stress of the upcoming changes that are happening. So what I hear you saying is that you're moving soon and you are looking to relieve some of the stress that is around that move. Um, how, how in this session, what can we do in this session? How will you know when you have accomplished that goal in this session? I don't know. Um, you know, I, I want to have the feeling in my stomach be relieved, this, this pit of uncertainty and maybe being more certain in the next step one, two, or three would help relieve the stress. So what I'm hearing you saying, as you, you've started out with, I don't know, but what I've heard you say now is that if you are more certain about the steps, one, two, three, it would alleviate some of the stress. Is that correct? That's, as I, as I talked it out a little bit more, I, that's me how I feel, but I, I really don't know what I don't know, what is causing the stress besides me planning to move. So, so I'm hearing you say that you have the stress. You're not sure exactly what's causing it. You know that um, knowing the one, two, and three would help, but you're not sure if that is the source. Is that mm -hmm. So in this session, it, with us working with each other here, what can we accomplish uh, to help alleviate that stress for you? Or that I don't know feeling? Hmm. Can you ask me that question in another way? Absolutely. How can I best serve you in this session to alleviate this feeling of stress you have around moving? By helping me just think out loud and talking through the uh, process and making sure whatever is in my mind is not this crazy, unlogical thought process and that maybe it sounds like there's some sense to it or there's some coherentness and logicalness. And if you were in my shoes, you would say, oh, okay, I get it. That's how you would move forward versus nope, stop. I don't know what you're thinking. It's not a good idea. So what I'm hearing you say is you want to talk it through. And, and what would make this session successful is if we talked it through and at the end of it, you, you felt secure about whatever your plan was. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I am a little afraid of what I don't know what's to come. Okay. So, so what's the first, first thing you want to talk about? Um, leaving, leaving everyone behind, leaving your, your friends, your family, your, uh, your ties. I think people call it leaving Anthony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, so what about leaving, um, causes you stress? not being able to see people that maybe make you smile or having conversations or hearing how their lives are going and and laughing about this the the funny moments celebrating the success and plotting your next approach should there be a failure and doing that with your parents or with your friends or with your loved ones you lose that aspect of being in person when you leave to move states and that's important to me. 
do you uh, do you lose it entirely? I think initially I do. I would lose it entirely. I would have to start anew and learn from the new surroundings and environment rather than relying on my old environment and surroundings. So in a, in a sense, I may lose it initially, but it doesn't mean that it's forever gone. I can always come back home to visit on a holiday or a near time in the future. Is there, um, looking at that, looking at that aspect of, of friends and family, um, is there a way that you can can alleviate some stress around that, that loss, uh, the initial loss even? So hang on to the yeah. thought for a second, everybody pause. So there, interestingly enough, there's been a couple times in the chat here, we're talking about yes or no questions. So when we talk in level one, we're going to try and talk you out of yes or no questions because that's what we always ask. You can see how easy it is to slide into yes or no questions. When you're in rapport, that yes or no questions oftentimes doesn't really matter so much with that client. However, it is really important to be aware of how you're asking your questions and, and to open end them unless it's appropriate to ask a closed ended question. Cause I sometimes need to know as, as a coach, are we going left or right? So I know which direction I'm following. In this case, we probably could open things up a little more. I, 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 I have a tendency, this is a thing that I do. I have a tendency to, to ask a yes or no question, but stay silent and they still expound on it. And this is a habit that I have created that I need to break. And I know I'm very aware of it. Um, and that where I will ask a question that I could ask it, have it be open-ended, but I just, I just don't speak <laughs> and they tend to keep going, but it's my own mistake to begin with. And I could have better form to start. So, um, uh, I try to, I guess, alleviate that bad habit by just staying silent, <laughs> which, which, which might work as a backup plan for somebody who does the same thing. <laughs> so, um, do we want to keep going or are we taking a break? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to address because I thought it was a really good point that both um, students, or Sue and Ms. Rays, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your first name. Is Samara? Did I say that wrong? I am around, I would guess. Yeah. Um, have brought that out. And it's great that they noticed that. It's beautiful because that means they're recognizing it and able to take a look at how they're asking questions. So that, that sounds amazing to me. Um, Paul says, I like how Brooke stuck with the contract part a little more than I may have. I probably would have dived right into the, oh, I am. So I'm such a stickler for that contract. Like in my, it's a thing where I will like, we will by the end, by in the beginning, it is imperative because it's the only way I know when to end the session. Like I know when that's the only way I know for me personally, it's my, I guess my checks and balances that I know we have accomplished what we've set out to accomplish in the session. So I'm, I mean, Lisa, Lisa is my, my one of my, my mentor coach and uh, she gets to listen to my sessions and uh, she, um, I, I think you you could agree. I'm very much a stickler for setting that plan. Um, I'm I mean, also that's something that ICF is a stickler. For? I repeat and uh, recap a lot too. What is that something that ICF is a big stickler on too? Is establishing that contract in the beginning? Yeah, yeah they want you to be very secure in knowing where the client wants to go 
in that session. Another tool I will say I use too, if I'm not sure what my question is, I will, that is also a time that I recap or I do that, that moment where what I'm hearing you say is X, Y, or Z. The reason for that is a lot of times when I'm saying that back to the client, something will click in me and go, oh, this is the next thing I should ask about this. Um, so that, I know we've say we use tell me more a lot for that, but that's a, a tool I have found is very handy as well in that situation. So the, the idea is there is some, if you will, meandering in the beginning when we're opening that dialogue uh, with our clients, especially first-time clients, the um, when we don't know our clients, we're trying to build that rapport. So we want to give them more space to discuss that concept of what's brought them in. As we're going along, what are you guys doing? As we're going along and that rapport gets built, it's easier and quicker each session because now they know each session that's going to be part of the routine is, you know, you'll maybe catch up from last week, catch me up from last week, the follow through, tell me where we're going today and how will you know you've achieved that? I have also tend to be uh, just because of the nature of who, I guess my, what my, my leading foot, what my expertise is in, um, et cetera, I tend, while it is very possible for me to go deeper with my clients, we tend to start with that on that foot from the beginning. I'm, I mean, I'm an audio digital, I'm an analytical person that, that, that it enjoys structure. Um, even though it doesn't look like I might be one who does enjoy structure. I do enjoy structure. I just make my own. Um, and so having that tool in place for me is something that is very, it's just very, um, it's, it's, a great way, again, for me to know that I have accomplished what I set out to accomplish within the session. So, um, and it keeps you, it helps you guide that session. This is what we're here for. This is what we're working on. So if your client starts to meander left or right or veer, you you always have that as that backbone to check in back in and go, okay, I hear we've gone off on the, over here. Am I just not understanding how this relates or is this in truth another subject? And then you, then you get clarity again. Okay. Are we going to work on this subject or this subject? And yeah. so that's, that's about keeping your client focused as well. So. Well, it's also working towards the achieved goal for the session and knowing what it is we're working on. Cause sometimes it does switch, you know, I really want to work on this instead. How often have you been starting off and you've declared, this is what we're talking about. This is the goal of the contract. And within the conversations opening another two more often than not because as they have start i've been using this word more lately i'm not sure why unpacking their information as they unpack more they get clients to- have baggage lisa that's huh? why because your clients have baggage that's oh, <laughs> So as they start, you know, relieving their information about what it is that they want to share and who they are and where they're going and what's happening, other things become uh, the, the, the root, perhaps, getting down to the root of the conversation where the other, what they brought is maybe more topical uh, and said they wanted to achieve. So realigning the contract becomes important in that session or at least understanding not necessarily me but the client understanding how those uh, two positions perhaps work together 
I guess I could. Okay, go ahead, Kyle. Yes, there's okay, a goal, they could, they goal session. Go ahead. Be this this overall goal for my purpose in this conversation, the stress of moving. That yeah. does not mean that every session I'm going to be finding how to be stress relieved. I could be finding a goal within each session mm -hmm. to work towards this overarching relieving the stress of the yeah, movement. Exactly. What steps yeah. do I need to take? In a perfect world, and I'm not necessarily perfect, there's there's one situation in which a client will come in and they'll have a great big goal. And the you as a coach, it's your job to sit and have these mini action step sessions with them to help them get to this great big goal. Other clients might come in and have one-off sessions where they're like, I just, I need to work through this today. And that it will be the goal for that session. It might, and it might be while you're still working on a bigger goal, they just might be something that they just need to get off their plate so that then they can get back to working on their goal. Um, so that's why that is that piece of really letting that client lead, let, letting them come through the door and work on what they want to work on. It's not our job as a coach to tell them what we think they should be working on because they're working towards a bigger goal or something like that. If they want to veer left for the, the, the that session, you let them veer left for that session you go with them and be curious <laughs> and then um just but be there to remind them uh or not remind them but ask them uh so just so you know we talked about before the original conversation we had was we were working on this big thing is this where you want to go today and if so then let's do it boom i'm in but just that check-in is okay still as a coach though that just that, that gentle reminder right um so there, there could always be, hey, I had this goal, but for whatever reason today, I don't know. I just I need to focus on this. I can't think about anything else. And when you ask me a question, I nothing registers to me because this is the only thing that's on my mind and mm -hmm. working the I don't know to something. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing, too. Sometimes. Uh, OK, so let's let, well back to the I don't know topic. Is there ever a time that that it's okay if the client doesn't know if we just let them not know or that 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 not not knowing is a good thing mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and that be, can become a question between now and next session is that something you want to look at mm -hmm. sometimes it's a, a stress relief to admit yeah. that you don't know and that you might need advice yeah. yeah it's okay to not always have yeah. all the answers but to learn from somebody else mm -hmm. is okay well, and sometimes you, sometimes uh, me as a human being, I don't want to know. Like, <laughs> like I, I would rather not know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, that happens on occasion. And uh, um, and so in that space, I might be very, I might just go, I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> you know, um, and, and leave it at that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have the know-it-alls? the younger ones that say, I know everything. And even when you're trying to help coach towards a direction, they say, well, I know what to do. Well, I mean, I think that if they know what to do, then we, we go, okay, well, what's the next what? step? What? Tell what us what, we what we're going to do. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, that's awesome that you know. I want to I want to hear what those steps yeah. are. I want to I know what I'm curious. and I want to know. What you know. So what, what we want to do is refrain from saying, I want to know. Are you willing to share more? Yeah, the I. That's what, that's, 
Two weeks from now, topic is when to use I. Next week is when to praise. The week after, when to use I. Um, <laughs> these are my things I'm Maybe learning. Maybe we should switch that around. Maybe we should Maybe do I next week. <laughs> so, but uh, just with, before you were saying uh, that thing about the know-it-alls, we want to coach our clients to become know-it-alls. Like we want them to learn that they are know-it-alls, right? At the end of the day, that's what our purpose is as a coach is empowering it in them to realize they have all of the answers they are know-it-alls amen you've done your job <laughs> like i mean that's one way to look at it i would think right <laughs> well and, and part of if you think about it as we're discussing this person uh, they want to be encouraged i'm hearing the know-it-all needs some sort of support behind the back isn't that what Kyle said, though, in the session? He said, I want to know if that uh, through, through my plan or what have you, if at the end of it, I am bonkers <laughs> or if I am valid and I what I'm seeing in my plan, it's not I don't I'm not a crazy person. And this is a this is a logical step of events. And that's that sounding board that that moment of uh, that validation. Like, I, I just want to get it out there, find out if I'm of bananas and if i'm not then move forward and for, also, this also kind of overlaps with the topic of like not praising your client because sometimes coaches <laughs> like to be cheerleaders and say that's no my, you're not a crazy <laughs> like, well that's so, your validation piece which we don't which what we'll go in this because this is I, i'm telling you a rabbit hole because i'm thinking yeah, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just framing this really quickly that sometimes with the i don't know the coach wants to confirm all the good things and say, no, you're not crazy. No, you're not this. No, you know what you're doing. You're cheerleader. You can't do that. You can't do that. Sometimes <laughs> you have to let them sit with the, I don't yeah, know. Sometimes you just can't do it. Period. That's what, this is with my shock. And this yeah. is my like, whoa, breaks. Oh my God. Moment I had the other day. Um, wait, I can't say good job to my client. No, I can't say good job. <laughs> and that my job. And so why, what was shocking to you about that? Well, just because it's like a affirmation. It's a support. It's a like, you did a great job. Awesome. But, but I see now why as a coach, a neutral space, a mirror, a, why our job, why say we don't want to do that. Right. Cause that's like a, here's a kudo. Here's a, you know, a, a Scooby snack for, for, for yeah, trying to please your, your they're, they're seeking yeah. your praise. Like now what they're coming in to seek your praise. So if you don't say good job, but she didn't like me this week. Would, it, would it also be accurate to say that, Sometimes the client doesn't know if they did a good job, and that's part of the I don't know. And it would well, be so they have to discover that from inside them. They have yeah, to self validate. It, it would be wrong of us as a coach to just provide that answer for them. Like, yes, you did a good job because I'm exactly. I'm only confirming what myself, the coach, think is a good job, not what the client thinks is a good job. That's that external validation. Like we are we are teaching our clients to internally validate. Now we're going down the rabbit hole and doing what we're going to talk about in two weeks, no, guys. It's okay because this oh. this all falls in the concept of them not knowing <laughs> if they did a good job or not, or if they will do a good job. So and it's our job to do that to tell them if that's the I'll case. Give you more details on this this topic in the next. This is a paster. Weeks. This is a little like paster of what we will be talking about in a, uh, either next week or the week after because now I don't know the order because somebody said we should switch them. And <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kyle, I feel like I've left you hanging. We will have to actually do a real 
true to God coaching session. <laughs> you know, Laura, that's a great question. Do we set the expectation that we're not going to give approval or valid? Well, we're going to do validation. Absolutely. But it, we're not going to do um, approval, right? It's we're us saying, as Brooke was speaking about good job means now that they have to seek our approval. That's not what this is about. The and the is and that reflection in that, uh, cat, uh, recapturing what they're saying. And if it's something that was particularly hard and they said those words, right? So you're going to reval, revalidate, hmm, reflect the information that they shared with, with you so that they can hear it because they'll hear it with different uh, hearing and a different sense about who they are as they've shared it. I mean, think about a moment that you have spoken to the best person that you can go to and how that really listens to you. And how did you feel once they really heard you? Makes a huge difference, right? Lisa, you're giving away too much for next week's live. <laughs> Be there next week. We're teasing them. We're teasing all my questions. I want to ask something. Next week, Lori, and oh. we will answer your question. Yeah. Based, <laughs> off of, based off the statement of don't they want a cheerleader, to me, I mean, if you're a coach, there's that's two different things. If you want someone to motivate you and just tell you a bunch of nice things, that's a cheerleader. But a, a coach, as honest coach, should be trying to, like Brooke said, stay very neutral. neutral if you do something yeah. successful, acknowledge it, but you don't have to cheer them on. But also if they fail, you don't lie to them and say, oh, you're still doing a good job. You should. <laughs> We're still, no more topic. No yeah. more. We're changing subjects. No more. Okay. Wait, I don't know. Is the answer? I'm leaving. I just I'm leaving. don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a lot. Of, just a note. We're getting a lot of uh, interaction this episode Thank compared you. to previous weeks, and I like it. Um, I, th I, I, there's a few reasons I attribute to this, uh, that to this, but thank you guys so much. No, I'm not at all taking credit for it. I'm taking credit for, I'm, I'm just, I think that we were more public about what we were doing. It gave everybody a bit of a heads up. So I think that that helps. Um, uh, so, um, neutral makes sense. We, I agree, Lori. I agree. <laughs> so finishing up, we've been saying, we don't know what do you guys now know. <laughs> That I don't know. <laughs> From our I don't know session, or, or I don't know thing here, what do you guys now know? I got to What I know now, this might not apply to other people, but what I know is that sometimes it's best to keep the silence going a little longer. Be careful yeah. with your questioning, and you can use that silence to reformulate questions in your brain because... My questions come to me very fast, what I should ask next, and mm -hmm. sometimes they're not the correct well, open-ended questions. And letting... If they're not correct, the client might not be ready for them. Mm -hmm. Well, and also, if, if, if they're coming to you that quickly, boom, 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 also sometimes maybe just breathe and be in it, because maybe that you're thinking about the... Instead of listening to the client, what you're doing is thinking about all those questions that are coming into your head, right? 
Um, so it's actually about, and this is something that I've had to learn as queen analytical woman is, is to check that and actually just be like, present curious and curious and be like, okay, this is what I, I genuinely want to know more details. And I'm, I, I'm hanging on every word because in every word, there might be a clue as to something that I want more information about. And that's sort of how I try to approach it, which is why it's okay not to have the next question right off the bat and to have a little silence or to recap and say back to them what they just said to you, because that helps bring you more understanding as well as the client more understanding as well. So um kyle what do you now know <laughs> I, I what do i not know or what do i now know i don't know what i don't know <laughs> but i i do now know that um it's okay to not know what you want but to work through it and to help find a validation with your coach that is okay You're gonna to have to coy. You have to turn in next tune in next week for the answer to that question. We're gonna take all these. You have to tune in next week for the answer to this question. <laughs> um, here's a, we have from uh, Laura Kramer. The underlying assumption is that they do know the whole premise of coaching. Well, that is, and but a lot of them don't though. Coming in, right? A lot of them do not actually know, and they want think you're gonna go in and you're gonna give them all this fantastic advice and all the answers, and that's what that initial signing of that that contract and that conversation um is about uh and just sort of setting that stage and setting the expectation as well right <laughs> koi's gonna tune in thank you koi <laughs> um uh lisa what do you now know that you didn't once know <laughs> that this was a fun conversation and i didn't know that was going to be a fun conversation <laughs> i like it i like it uh, me, I'm all knowing. So. I was I was a bit um, worried that we wouldn't have enough to talk about to fill the. Um, have you met us? I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we had some amazing, amazing interaction from our. our thank, thank you, guys. you guys so thank much. You to James to Sue to Koi to uh, Lori to Laura. Um, I'm hoping it, to Zayamara to Not everybody because he ditched us. Victoria. Thank you guys, Sharon, as well. Thank you guys all so much, so much for all of your interaction. We appreciate it. That uh, it makes the show the, so much better for us. This whole thing having you guys uh, interact with us. So I appreciate appreciate you guys. And we will be back next week to discuss why coaches can't give praise. <laughs> why coaches can't say good job, guys. At <laughs> a boy. <laughs> I'm happen. here to be coached because the one thing my parents never gave me was validation and not even my coach can give me that validation. No, we can give validation. We're oh, confusing I mean praise. Yeah, that's next week. Next week. All right. <laughs> I agree. We should do coaching in each one. And that's what we will, we will try to make a point to actually said it was very helpful. It was very helpful. I agree. I love that aspect of when we actually do a little coaching in these and we'll make sure to include more of that. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching. I'm just throwing up everybody's comments right now. <laughs> um, uh, we, Kyle's computer yeah. died, so he oh, I was, yeah, I was wondering what happened to Kyle. Kyle had just a great time today. 
Um, thank you to everybody who has joined us. You guys are awesome. And we will be back next week at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to discuss why we can't <laughs> um, And check out Certified Life Coach Institute. Lori, see you in class this weekend. Lisa is your teacher. She is your facilitator. So you're going to get a lot of time with her. Uh, thank you so much. Comment, share, like, check us, check it out. All of that good stuff. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.